All right. Well, uh, anyone in line, uh, in line, online, outline, and in little currents? All right. Welcome uh, to service. So glad you're here. We are in our last Sunday of our Dwell series. Okay? Dwell. And uh, Chris brought the word last week, and we're going to wrap it up this week. As you can see, we have a beautiful slide. All right? We're in the Gospel of John. How many have their Bible? Full disclosure, I found this at the back and brought it up. Um, but I have one on my phone, okay? I forgot my Bible at home because I was in the Word of God at 5 a.m. That's not to make it look holy. I had a child up, so that's, uh, that's her fault. <laughs> um, I can't say I would be up that early. But uh, bring your Bible, okay? Uh, we, uh, we read the Word of the Lord uh, not just to know more about Jesus, but to become more like Him, all right? So your objective, whenever you open the Word of God... It's, it, you, you just pray, Lord, help me to be more like Jesus this morning. And if, okay, quick uh, disclosure, if I'm looking directly at the camera, it's not, I'm just not ignoring you guys, all right? I'm interacting with the people online in, in little currents, okay? So don't think it's weird, just expect it. Um, so uh, this is the last series uh, on dwell. Go to uh, John chapter 14. John chapter 14, and uh, Adam, I'm going to try to keep my mic right here, but the, I'm not Italian, but I move my hands a lot around, okay? So, um, just adjust, please. Yeah, I'll do what I can if you do what you can. It helps to have an awesome sound guy. All right, so John chapter 14, uh, starting at verse 6, all right? I grabbed the wrong Bible because this is a tiny print here. And uh, I thought I had good eyes, but no one has eyes this good. But it'll be on the screen. All right. So I'm actually just going to start at verse 5, and then when it hits verse 6 or verse 7, uh, you could put that up there. So Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, and everybody's heard this before, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, and this is where it's on the screen, there we go. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? I have been among you such a long time. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father? Don't you believe that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. The Father lives in me. He is the one who is doing his work. Believe me when I say I am in the Father. Also believe that the Father is in me. Or at least believe uh, what the works I have been doing say about me. Lord, thank you for your word. We are all, uh, you can just keep it up on that verse right there. Uh, we are all searching for something. Has anybody lost something that's like completely obvious? All right. That's like most men, I would assume. All right. I was talking to someone the other week, and I'm like, I can't find this thing in the kitchen, but I'm looking with my man eyes. So, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. So the other day, I, so Sarah went away, which is never a good thing because I always lose something. My uh, um, first world problem was I lost my, my watch charger and I couldn't find it. So I had a dead Apple watch for three days. Boo-hoo, poor me. I was thrown off because it was just like I kept looking at my wrist and there was nothing there. And I'm like, where is my Apple Watch charger? All right? And so I'm looking all over the place. I'm looking in my room. I'm looking at the church. I'm looking everywhere. All right? And so Sarah gets home, and I said, hey, do you know where my charger is? She's like, I don't know. Just open your eyes. I'm like, okay, I'll try. I've been trying that for three days. And um, so I get in my car, and I look to my right on my passenger seat. And there's my Apple Watch charger on the passenger seat of the car I've been driving for the last three days. And uh, I, I text Sarah, I'm like, so I found it, but I'm not going to tell you where it was. And she's like, yeah, you are. Because I'm like, she's going to give me a look next time I see her. I'm like, you know what? It was right in front of me the whole time. Right in front of me the whole time. We are all searching for something. You know, if you're, if, for people on Wall Street, it's like money and wealth. Uh, for single people, maybe you're looking for a relationship and love. For the emo kid that I had in high school, that was me. I was looking for darker music to listen to. For parents, maybe you're looking for sanity, all right? But most of us are searching for meaning, for hope, for salvation, and for God. Ecclesiastes is, I don't have a slide for this, but Ecclesiastes, I think it's 3.11-ish. Um, I'm not just like pulling that out of nowhere, by the way. Um, I, I don't just like randomly know that. I just read it this morning. I'm like, it's probably there. Um, it said, God has set eternity on our hearts. We are longing for eternity. And so we, we look for God in things. We look for God in philosophies and, and cults and, and religions and we're like, where is God? Especially in times where it's like, God, why aren't you showing up? I can't see God. I can't know God. Where is God? And I believe he has shown himself. And it's Jesus. Philip said, show us the Father. And it's kind of like, you know those, those, those movies? I think there's a slide it just says, show us the Father. Hey, now everybody knows what I just said. Okay, so um, there, there's these movies where it's just like these band of people are just trying to find the enemy, and they're just doing all this work, and they're just like, where is this guy? We've searched high and low, and then it turns out to be one of them. It's like it's been in front of them the whole time, and they had no idea. It's kind of like, except Jesus isn't a bad guy, but... You have this group of disciples who work together and have been together for so long, and they have heard Jesus speak. They have heard him say things, and yet they didn't realize that Jesus is God. Jesus is about to go to the cross, and he's talking with his disciples. And he says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Jesus is the Son, and God is the Father. The Father lives in Christ doing the work. His very being was based on the work of the Father. His morals, his ethics, his opinions, actions, and love for others all came 
from the dwelling of God in Jesus. How he lived his life was in step with the Father. God's voice echoed through his entire being. And in a very uh, subjective world where we want to make up our own rules and, and we want to do this and we want to do that and what I say is right and what you say is wrong, we need the voice of the Father. In a world that is searching for God, whose truth is very subjective, there is only one standard we should live by, and that is God's. Jesus lived his life in line with God's will. Tozer says this, it says, True moral wisdom must always be an echo of God's voice. God sets the standard. The only safe light for our path is reflected by Christ, the light of the world. Our concept of God is important. How do you see God? Do you, do you just go to him once a week, or do you, do you just have him as, as part of your life? Jesus had him as his very being. Everything he did, every breath he took, was because of God. Do we believe in a God who is able to do great things? Do we believe in a God uh, who is higher than our thoughts? Do we believe in a God who is among us, who performs miracles? Do we believe in the God who created the sun, moon, stars? Our concept of God matters. And Jesus is saying that we don't need to search far and wide for God. The search for God ends with Jesus. The search for God ends with Jesus. And in times where you're just like, how am I supposed to know who God is? You look to Jesus. I cannot see God. And many, many say, you know what? I can't see God. Therefore, he doesn't exist. He isn't all powerful. He didn't intervene in this situation. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. Therefore, he can't exist. The knowability of God makes belief difficult. How am I supposed to know God? Just look around. Life is too complex for all this. Have you ever thought about how perfectly positioned the earth must be in order for life to exist? All right. Have you ever seen how complex the stars are? Have you ever seen the, the, the galaxies? And have you ever, even just like look outside and all the billions of strands of DNA perfectly knit together to make you and I. How can you say God doesn't exist? And the people who say things like, okay, well, you know, I believe in the Big Bang. That's how everything got started. And it's like, well, for that to happen, you have to prove to me that something comes from nothing. And that doesn't make sense to me, all right? It doesn't make sense. You can't tell me that something comes from nothing. Jesus wants you to know God. He wants you to know him. So let us see God. Let, let him show himself to us. If God exists, make him come down. And reveal himself to us. And he did in Jesus. Jesus is the visible, tangible image of the invisible God. He is the complete revelation of what God is like. Jesus explained to Philip, who wanted to see the Father, that to know Jesus is to know God. The search for God, truth, and reality ends in Christ. Hebrews 1, 3 says this. I think this, there's a slide for this one too. There we go. Perfect. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. 
sustaining all things by his word. Colossians 1.15 says, The Son is the, in, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. There is a song, and you all know it. It says, I could search for all eternity long and find there is none like you. I could go to other religions and there is none like Jesus. I could go to other thoughts of, of, or, or philosophies. You know, I could try to prove God through, through, or disprove God through science. I could live my life however I want. And in the end, I will never find that there is anyone or anything or any way of life like God, like Jesus. No other God, no amount of money, no person, no being compares to Jesus. If we want to know the will of the Father and the heart of God, we need only to look to Jesus. So we see how Jesus lives his life in tune and in the perfect will of the Father. And this is what we are supposed to try our best to replicate. We are supposed to grow close to Jesus, allow Holy Spirit to move us and to shape us and conform us as long as we are willing to be humble before him. We are called to know God and to point people to Jesus. And so now that you know that Jesus is God, and if anyone's saying, hey, I can't find God, tell them to start their search in Jesus. Jesus has all sorts of claims that he is God. He says, before... Er, Something to the effect of, in the beginning, I am. All right? He, he points back. Not only that, is that you, you look at over 120 prophecies fulfilled in Jesus. You look at all these different claims that, that he made to be one with God, to be part of the Trinity, that is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But we are called to know God and to point people to Jesus. I want each and every one of you this morning, whether you're in here, online, in Little Current, you need to know God. So how do you do that? You read about Jesus. You pray to Jesus. You talk about Jesus and recognize that God is in Jesus. The Father. How, how am I supposed to know the will of the Father? How, how am I supposed to understand God's will for my life? It starts with Jesus. But it is our, respons our responsibility to show others Jesus, because Jesus is God. If someone is in medical attention, what do you do? Anyone know? Yeah. If, if someone's hurt, like gets their leg, I almost said zapped off like this is like Star Wars. Um, we'll go with it. <laughs> if someone's leg gets sliced off by a lightsaber, what are you going to do? Go to the hospital. You're going to call 911, right? You're going to get medical help as soon as you can. So you need to recognize then that much like we talked about before and we were praying before as uh, the worship team was finishing up, many have not found a cure for the condition of their soul. And so it's up to us to say, hey, there, there are people's souls in critical condition and we have the answer that they need. The spiritual health of many in this world is not good. And we would be doing them a disservice by not telling them of the loving grace that Jesus offers them. 
You don't have to shove it down their throats, but when you realize that we all have a longing in our hearts to search for God, we can show them who Jesus is and that Jesus is God. But it's a lot easier said than done because it has to be more than just words. If I go to you with knowledge of God, all right, if I just know about God and say, hey, Jesus is God, and then I live my life some other way, then they're not going to believe me. They're not. They're just going to say, hey, well, you told me this, but it obviously doesn't affect your life, all right? How can a real God be engaging in the people, all right? How can a real God be moving except in your life? And as we are transformed by God, seeking to be made holy, our life should be a life of purity, right living, right thinking, and right longing. And when we have these things, our witness will be more effective. Jesus' relationship with God was evident through the works he did. He listened to the voice of the Father. He replicated the very heart of God through the way he lived uh, his life and shared his message. People came to him with needs, and he served them with love, unlike the Pharisees who were cold with no love. Jesus drew people with warmth, the warmth of the love that he had for them, and all actions Jesus took was influenced by the will of the Father. You know, we can believe that God is revealed in Jesus because of his character, his words, and his miracles. You can throw up that slide. His character, his... His words, his miracles were all evident that God the Father was at work. John 1.18 says, No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son, who is God him, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Because we can know God, we can put our faith in Jesus and be transformed by him to do kingdom building work. Jesus moved, breathed, and displayed his love, his grace, and everything else because he and the Father were one, and it transformed the lives of people around us. Jesus drew people in wherever he went because of who he was. And if you think about the Pharisees who were just going and just saying, hey, you know what, you need to do this, and you need to do all these different laws, and you need to follow these things, and, you know, uh, wash your hands here, and don't eat this, and you know, follow these, these regulations, and then Jesus comes and just with this warmth, and people drew to him. Sometimes I think when people approach me, what, like, what, what is the product of that interaction? All right? And what I mean by that is, let's say Joanne came to me, and she said, Pastor Andy, how's it going? And I'd be like, just stop talking to me. That would be rude. I would never do that to Joanne. I love Joanne. All right? Joanne's awesome. All right? But when she comes to me, there should be part of our conversation and, and, and that, that says, you know what? Like, I need to show her not just love from me, but love from God. All right? My interaction needs to replicate the love of Jesus. I want to do my best to imitate God. And I want him to transform me and move me and shape me so I can be effective in doing what he's called me to do. Uh, when, I, when I was growing up, uh, my, 
my grandfather lived in Gravenhurst, and he had this uh, wood stove in his basement that like, heated his house. All right, and so we would go down, and he'd show us how to how to open it and uh, throw a bunch of pieces of wood in there and and start the fire and heat it up. And he had uh, a couple seats down there where we would sit down and we would put our, our feet up at this stove and uh, our feet would be warm, the fire would be going, and the whole house would be warm. And we, we'd see the, the redness of the fire grow and grow. And uh, it, it was, especially around Christmas, it was such an awesome time because the snow would be outside, my, uh, my grandma and grandpa's uh, Christmas tree would be up. By the way, I'm all about having Christmas trees up early, all right? My tree was up October 31st. So kids went to bed, and the tree went up. So, and then I realized half my lights don't work, and so we had to put it on pause, just like every year. I, this has nothing to do with anything, but I leave my Christmas lights on like 24-7 because I want to go down, except for Big Crosby's not playing early enough, but yeah. Maybe nobody knows who Big Crosby is, but... Um, yeah, <laughs> some people clap for Bing Crosby, but forget to clap for Jesus. All right, <laughs> um, what's the other one, Andy Williams, is that his name? Yeah, he's good stuff too. Yeah, I got the thumbs up from Pat. All right, um, imagine if people came to Jesus and he's like, you know what, I'm just too tired for this right now. All right, I'm just exhausted. I just healed like 50 people. And uh, you're just the, the one that didn't make it in time. Sorry, we're closed. All right? I think Jesus, he, he knew when to get away. He knew when to recover. But he was always available. You know, I think that, uh, it, here, here's his thought, is that nobody ever comes around stoves when the fire has gone out in them. You're not sitting around a wood fire stove with your feet up expecting warmth if there's no fire in them. That's not how that works. You've got to stoke the fire. And when it comes to our faith, is, do, do we have a fire? Is, is there fire in your stove? Is there fire in your stove? I was tempted to do an illustration where I like, had this like griddle up here. I was going to make some pancakes. And, uh, you know illustrate this, this whole thing about how if there is no heat, you cannot effectively serve other people. I can't serve you without heat. Anybody cooking food recognizing that, recognizes that they need heat to cook properly. And many of us serve the world around us and tell others about Jesus, but there's no fire inside. The world needs to see that there is fire in your stove. Who is God calling you to reach? What is God calling you to release? Who is God calling you to be in order to fulfill his calling on your life? When we have a fire in our stove, we serve like Jesus served, and we love as Jesus loved. Uh, I invite the, the worship team back up. Um, you know, I've talked to so many people who just point fingers at, at Christians and at church leaders and, and uh, at people who once served the Lord and they, they fell and they, they, something bad happens. There's like a, a, a fallout and they said, that's why I can't believe in Jesus. How can I trust the church 
if somebody, you know, if the church can't even get their act right? How can they say they're Christians if, if, if this happened or, or, or they did this? Last I checked, God wasn't defined by human action, okay? I can't define God at all. If, if I go out and, uh, I got a choice of words here. <laughs> if I go out and do something bad, all right, that a pastor shouldn't do, um, and, and everyone around me is just like, wow, that's Pastor Randy. He's not walking straight. And why is he walking down the road at 2 a.m.? All right, my actions reflect my concept of God. But if I believe, if I really believe that, that God moved, if I really believe that, that Jesus died for my sins and, and he wants to change me, if I really believe that the Holy Spirit walks with me, then I would continually be stoking the fire. If I want the world to see God, I need to show them who Jesus is. We have the answer that they are longing for. It's Jesus. If you want to see the character and the heart of God, you need to look for Jesus. Because all he did was what the Father told him to. And I would say that these, these people who have fallen shouldn't dictate the direction of your faith and your belief. They, didn't, they, they just let their fire be snuffed out. They still served and maybe had a duty or maybe to keep a paycheck, but their love for God was snuffed out by, maybe it was the, the world, by greed, by pride, insecurities, by pain. The pressure of ministry sometimes is immense. And by the way, God can and is still redeeming those who have fallen. Our goal is to point people to Jesus. It's to reveal God by pointing people to Jesus. And we do that as we take example of Jesus and his intimate relationship with the Father. Jesus forgave. Jesus loved. He was tender. He was understanding. He was encouraging. He was patient when others were not. And many of us, like the collective, we, we love the collective feel of, oh Lord, we need to be holy. We need to do this. And, and, and Lord, we need to get before the throne. But when it comes to personal transformation, we hide away. Jesus Christ will show himself to you through faith and confession and humility. Uh, Tozer once said, as he was preaching, he said, what if, I, what if I said, all who want to know the Lord a little better should come to the altar? Or just raise your hand. We would get a bunch of people who, who followed suit and would raise their hand and maybe come to the altar. Or if I said, all that are not perfect and will live and would like to have the Lord bless you a little, come. And you may come down. But if I said, has God spoken to you? And is he calling you to confession and humility, humbleness, admission, and wrongdoing? You might not see as many people come forward. I think we, especially in public settings, we, we, we don't like to admit when we're wrong. But the, the reality is that 
God has spoken to us. And he has said, this is the condition of the world. This is the condition of our sin. We need to come with confession and humility, humbleness and admission and wrongdoing. Jesus submitted himself to the will of the Father, and so must we. And when we do, we can serve those around us with a fire in our bones, being attentive to the will of God and the will of the Father because of our submission to Jesus. But to know the will of the Father requires us to relinquish control, examine ourselves in humility, and let Jesus sit on the throne of our hearts. I want to end with a, with a psalm. It's a very humble psalm of David. He says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not, cast from, do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who are, my, are God my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You, you do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. We, we get this fire inside of us by recognizing Jesus as God, by looking to Jesus and being transformed by his Holy Spirit. Submit yourselves to him. Become like him and serve in love like Jesus. The bottom line is this, is that we find God by looking to Jesus. We find God by looking to Jesus. If you're, if, if you're ever in a moment where, where things are dire and you're frustrated and, and, and life doesn't seem like it's going your way, look to Jesus. Say, God, where are you? Remember who Jesus is and what he's done. Read the scriptures. Let the Spirit of God speak to you. Let me pray for you this morning. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you so perfectly Revealed the Father to us with the words you said, the miracles you performed. 
the love that you showed displayed the character of God. Lord, we thank you. When many of us are searching for God and and trying to figure life out, we thank you that you gave us a way to discover who God is. So Lord, I pray that we would draw near to you. Lord, I pray, God, that we would humbly come before you and recognize that you are God. Lord, you were there in the beginning. You'll be there in the end. Lord, there is truly none like you. So Lord, may we humble ourselves, recognize that we don't have everything put together, and come to you. Lord, for for those in, in this room... For those online, for those in, in, in Little Current, where you would say, My conditions have caused my fire to go out. Or my, my experiences or, 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 or life situation caused my fire to be snuffed out. My prayer for you is that Jesus would help you to stoke that flame again. So that you would see his goodness and you would see his greatness and you would see that God has not left you. He is there in your midst. And he wants you to know him. He wants you to be the one that, the, the one thing, the one person that you run to. He's given you his spirit to help you in this time. I've just got it uh, on my heart just to, to pray for those who have walked away. Lord, you know those who followed you and, and who maybe decided to go down a different path, who maybe decided, hey, God isn't, isn't what I thought he was. Lord, I pray, God, that your spirit would draw them back to you. Lord, I pray for anybody who has stepped foot in this building that don't follow you. God, I pray, Lord, that they would know you, that they would find you, or that they would understand the grace of Jesus in their life. Lord, we just ask that you would just, you would just bring them back, or that you would perform a miracle in their lives. Reveal yourself to them, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you have made a way for us to find God. And so, Lord, as as we sing once more, God, I pray, Lord, that we would surrender ourselves to you. Lord, that we may, too, understand the will of the Father for our lives. Speak to us. In Jesus' name.